From the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery, I'm Josh Young, and this is As Seen From Here. On today's podcast, AMD and cognitive impairment. First this. This year's ASCRS annual symposium was great. I learned a lot that I'm applying to my practice right now. If I have any complaint, it's that I couldn't get to all the sessions I wanted to because some of them overlapped. That's why I'm so excited about the new ASCRS Media Center. More than 1,300 sessions from that meeting are now available through this great new resource. See what you missed or revisit the most interesting sessions. The Media Center is free to all meeting attendees. Stay tuned after the podcast for more information. I'm sure you've had this experience too. A patient with a serious retinal pathology or optic nerve problem asks when eye transplants will become available. My road answer to the patient is that the optic nerve is not a nerve but a brain tract and that the retina is itself part of the brain. I explain that transplanting the eye is tantamount to transplanting part of the brain and that this is well beyond the capabilities of modern medicine. There are carlets that follow from this position. When I see a patient with diabetic retinopathy, I always think about what must be going on in the microvascular structure of that patient's brain. Also, seemingly exclusively ocular pathologies like age-related macular degeneration may have central nervous system cognates as well. The association of AMD to cognitive function is fertile ground for research, and an important new paper has just been published by Seijun Wu in the journal Ophthalmology. I'm happy that Dr. Wu accepted my invitation for an interview for this podcast. He provided his answers in the form of text, and I will read them to you along with my questions in today's program. Prior to your study, what evidence existed of a connection between AMD and central nervous system function? There is a great deal of evidence implying a common pathogenesis between AMD and Alzheimer's disease, but no definite evidence existed of a direct connection between AMD and Alzheimer's, especially regarding human research. As AMD and Alzheimer's disease have phenotypic similarities to senile neurodegenerative diseases, many researchers and doctors suspected an association may exist between AMD and Alzheimer's disease. Ophthalmologists think of AMD as a disease localized to the eyes. What evidence suggests that AMD may be a manifestation of a broader neurodegenerative process? Although there is no definitive evidence, there are similarities between AMD and Alzheimer's disease. Both diseases develop in the elderly population, and the incidence of both increases with age. There are also common histopathologic features. Beta amyloid, which is a well-known extracellular deposit in Alzheimer's disease, is also found in Drusen deposits in the eyes of AMD patients. Beta amyloid in Drusen can induce complement activation and subsequent mechanisms involved in the production of AMD. In addition, AMD and Alzheimer's disease share common risk factors such as smoking, hypertension, and stroke. 
Have any prior studies suggested a correlation between severity of AMD and degree of cognitive impairment? Yes, there have been several studies investigating the correlation between AMD and cognitive impairment. Among them, two studies are well-designed and of note. The AREDS Report Number 16 performed cross-sectional analysis of 2,946 U.S. participants, including 477 with late AMD. The authors used a simple cognitive function battery to assess cognitive function status. They showed that the severity of AMD as defined by increased macular abnormality and reduced visual acuity was associated with poor cognitive function. Another study, the Blue Mountains Eye Study, assessed cross-sectional associations between AMD and cognitive impairment among an elderly Australian population, including 50 with late AMD. The authors reported a significant association between late AMD and cognitive impairment independent of visual impairment. Prior to your study, had different phenotypic manifestations of AMD been shown to have different correlations with cognitive impairment. Most studies included a small number of AMD patients, and detailed analysis of subtypes of AMD were not conducted before. The ARED study categorized AMD into four groups, but no distinction was made between late exudative AMD and late non-exudative AMD, that's to say geographic atrophy. The Blue Mountains Eye Study classified AMD into early and late AMD only. Thus, important subtypes of AMD, including geographic atrophy and polypoidal choroidal vasculopathy, were not examined in their associations with cognitive impairment. What question did your study seek to answer? We sought to assess cognitive function and cognitive impairment of Korean AMD patients and compare these with a normal elderly Korean population. In the context of this study, we wanted to validate reports of cognitive impairment of AMD patients in Caucasian populations and to elucidate the connection between AMD and senile neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's disease. Can I get you to describe the design of your study? This study was a case control study including 170 AMD patients and 190 controls without AMD. AMD patients were recruited from Seoul University's Bundang Hospital Retina Clinic from 2008 to 2010. AMD patients were classified as 1. Early AMD, 2. Late exudative AMD, and 3. Late non-exudative AMD or geographic atrophy. The late exudative AMD group was further subdivided into patients with and without polypoidal choroidal vasculopathy. Randomly sampled elderly Koreans in the community more than 65 years of age and without AMD were enrolled as a control group. Control subjects were drawn from the Korean Longitudinal Study on Health and Aging, CLOSHA. Complete Ophthalmologic examinations, including fundus photography and spectral domain optical coherence tomography, were performed on all subjects. Research neuropsychologists administered detailed neuropsychological tests of cognitive function 
as well as assessment of depression for all patients. What were your results? Patients with AMD showed lower global cognition scores than normal patients after statistically adjusting for age, gender, visual acuity, and education. Mini mental state examination, MMSE, score was 24.97 versus 25.99 in patients and controls, and that was P less than 0.001. The rate of mild cognitive impairment, MCI, was higher in AMD patients than in controls, 52.4% versus 26.8%. Mild cognitive impairment is a condition that carries a high risk for dementia and Alzheimer's disease. The odds ratio of mild cognitive impairment was 3.1 for AMD patients. Among AMD patients, geographic atrophy was associated with the highest risk of mild cognitive impairment with an odds ratio of 4.4 and the worst global cognition scores 23.42. There was a trend of worsening cognitive function test scores from the controls to early AMD, to exudative AMD, and finally to geographic atrophy patients. Since poor vision function independent of etiology may be reasonably expected to influence cognitive function, did you find any evidence that AMD patients had more cognitive impairment than non-AMD patients with comparable visual function? Yes, we compared cognitive function between patients and controls after statistically adjusting for visual acuity. The worst cognitive function with AMD was independent of poor visual function. But as expected, poor visual function itself was also associated with cognitive dysfunction. In our multivariate model, not published in this article, the odds ratio of poor visual acuity on mild cognitive impairment was 5.0 per Logmar 1.0, which implies that a decrease in visual acuity from 2020 to 2200 carries a five-fold higher risk of having mild cognitive impairment. Therefore, both AMD and visual impairment have independent influences on cognitive function, and so some degree of caution is required when interpreting our results. Was cognitive impairment limited to visual-spatial cognitive functions? No. Visual-spatial function was one of the domains of cognitive function significantly impaired in AMD patients, But global cognition, language, verbal memory, visual memory, and frontal function were also impaired in AMD patients compared to normal controls. How much higher risk of mild cognitive impairment do AMD patients have over non-AMD patients? The odds ratio of mild cognitive impairment was 3.1 for AMD patients, which implies that AMD patients have about a three-fold higher risk of mild cognitive impairment than the normal population. Mild cognitive impairment is a condition with a high risk for dementia and Alzheimer's disease. Is the association with cognitive impairment greater with particular AMD subtypes or phenotypes? Our most notable result was that there was an association between particular AMD subtypes and cognitive impairment. 
Among AMD subtypes, geographic atrophy was associated with the highest risk of mild cognitive impairment with an odds ratio of 4.4 and worst global cognition scores of 23.42. There was a trend towards worsening of cognitive function test scores from controls to early AMD to exudative AMD and finally to geographic atrophy patients. Does AMD share a common pathogenesis with Alzheimer's disease? Are, are there types of AMD that are essentially ocular Alzheimer's? Although our result is consistent with prior studies implying a common pathogenesis to AMD and Alzheimer's disease, the hypothesis that AMD and Alzheimer's disease share a common pathogenesis has yet to be proven. Our study result is indirect evidence for the association between AMD and Alzheimer's disease. As I said before, geographic atrophy patients showed the worst cognitive function among AMD subtypes, and the average global cognition score of geographic atrophy patients was within the level of mild cognitive impairment. Compared to the exudative form of AMD, geographic atrophy is characterized by a slow progression of photoreceptor and retinal pigment epithelial cell atrophy with resultant visual impairment. And this is a clinical phenotype that is closest to Alzheimer's dementia among AMD subtypes. So the phenotypic association and the worst cognitive function in geographic atrophy patients suggests that geographic atrophy may have a common pathogenesis with Alzheimer's or may even be essentially an ocular Alzheimer's disease. But to prove these hypotheses, additional evidence from further research is necessary. Have these findings influenced the way you practice? Do you include this information in your discussions with your AMD patients? As the degree of cognitive impairment is mild in general AMD patients compared to controls 24.97 versus 25.99, and since there's no effective preventative measure that can be taken for cognitive impairment, I don't think it's necessary to warn all AMD patients about the risk of cognitive impairment and dementia. But with my geographic AMD patients, I ask them about their cognitive status and discuss the risk of cognitive impairment as poor vision function itself is also associated with cognitive impairment, doctors should have an interest in the neuropsychological impact of AMD to our patients. Our result may also be important in social rehabilitation projects and in governments estimating the healthcare burden of care of the elderly and of welfare, especially in our future society, in which the elderly population is expected to increase. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? Well, I'd like to say thank you very much for the invitation and this opportunity to express my thoughts about our article to your podcast listeners. As AMD prevalence is increasing, and as we live to a greater age, AMD is a really important disease influencing our quality of life. I think doctors should have a great interest in AMD patients and their health problems, including cognitive impairment. Rest assured, I thanked Dr. Wu for his participation in this podcast, uh, and I'm very grateful to him.
Sejun Wu is assistant professor in the Department of Ophthalmology in Retina Specialty at the Seoul National University Bundang Hospital in Songnam, Republic of Korea. His paper, Cognitive Impairment in Age-Related Macular Degeneration and Geographic Atrophy, appears in the October 2012 issue of Ophthalmology. Here's some additional information about the new ASCRS Media Center. Almost all of the 2012 ASCRS ASOA meeting was audio and video recorded, and there are now more than 1,300 sessions featuring almost 1,000 speakers available online. You can view the general sessions, ASCRS paper sessions, symposia, films and posters, plus select courses and ASOA sessions on business management. It's essentially the entire meeting, anytime you want, and it's all available through the new ASCRS Media Center. If you attended the meeting, your Media Center access is free. If you're a current ASCRS or ASOA member but didn't attend, you can still see everything that you missed for the member price of $199. If you're not an ASCRS member, you can still purchase the Media Center, or better yet, Join us and get the lower member price. To view the 2012 meeting through the Media Center, visit the ASCRS website at www.ascrs.org. If you're already a member, log in first and then click the Media Center link. If you're a guest, just click the Media Center link at the top of the page. From there, you can purchase the Chicago 2012 package or, better yet, Join the ASCRS and receive the discounted member price. Ask questions of Dr. Sejun Wu or any of our previous guests, or make a comment about any of the topics we've discussed. These interviews are meant to be the start of a conversation in which you participate. Write to me with your questions or comments at jyoungmd at gmail.com. As seen from here is a production of the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery. Be a part of the next podcast. I'm Josh Young.